Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Fangraphs Day! And ask me questions if I was confusing. It's the holiday season. And one of the popular questions that comes up in many families. As the family is starting up. When are presents opened? Do presents get opened on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day? At least for families that celebrate Christmas? That's a very legitimate question. Because the kids, much of the time, let us open them now! Let us open them now! We want to open them now! We want to open them now! Understandable. Especially with a child mindset. Parents sometimes, "Eh, no, we just, we had this thing that happened and that other thing. Let's have Christmas Day be on Christmas and take the entire night to put together the things that have to get to put together for the next day. Etc., 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 etc. Discussion. Generally, some people are less patient and some people are more patient. Fangraphs is starting their prospect reviews. And I like Fangraph's reviews because they provide homework. They give you homework. They show you based on these player rankings. There are this many 35-plus guys. There are this many 40 guys. There are this many 45-plus guys, etc., 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 all across the board. And when you see how many players there are across the board, since Fangraph's provides you future value values for all of the categories, you can say, oh, okay, well, there's seven of this and nine of that and two of that and three of the other and four of them, but to carry the six. Okay, Uh, last August. I think last August was about the last time they updated anything, really. The Cubs had been at 259 million, which was seventh in Major League Baseball. Just a little tiny bit behind the Giants, I think, who are in sixth, seventh place. Very acceptable, coming from, what, 21-22, about a year before? Yes, some of it was trades. Yes, a bunch of it was trades that were very unpopular, especially with some people. But, Owen Casey, who is this guy? Oh, oh, okay, he's kind of good. Kevin Alcantara, who is uh, uh, Oh, oh, okay, he's kind of good. A, a whole bunch of who is? Oh, oh, okay, he's kind of good. Um, Fangraphs come out with their list, and as per usual, they have. It's not a top thirty. It's not a top twenty. It's not a top ten. It's a top. How many guys do y'all have that are thirty-five pluses or better? That's what it is. Thirty-five pluses or better make the list. Players that are not. 35 pluses or better, do not make the list. It's real easy like that. Real easy. 35 pluses that are hitters 
have a value. 35 pluses that are pitchers have a value. 40s that are pitchers have a value. 45, you know, etc. They all have specific values. And I saw that the list was out. And I got a little bit passive-aggressive on Twitter about mm, five hours ago. I said, well, I see the I see the Fangraph um, prospect rankings are out, but I'm not going to do the math. But then again, it's only 10.30 in the morning. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll do it later in the day. Well, just before, after I finished the last podcast on Eric Hosmer trade crap and this podcast... One of my faves on Twitter made a comment. Well, here's the news. Here's the news. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to read DHS 1992. Hey, if you follow the Cubs and like the goofy stuff, if you follow the Cubs stuff, like the minor league stuff, like the goofy stuff, follow him. He has checking 106 followers. That is absurd. He should have 500 followers. Because he does the Cubs minor league stuff. He has opinions. Sometimes I'll agree with him. Sometimes I won't. But he has opinions. He will comment on stuff. He will inveigle himself into conversations that he's not involved in. Kind of like moi. And uh, his stuff is worth following. DHS 1992 from seven minutes ago. 2021 Fangraph's total value of the Cubs system at year-end was $259 million, which was 7th in Major League Baseball. With today's new ratings, the total system value is... Da-da-da-da-da-da! That's not on his, uh, that's not on his tweet. tweet. $271.5 million. If nothing else changes from 2021 end of year, would place the Cubs 6th. Cubs are fine. Some players... Fell off the list. Some people were added to the list. DJ Hers had not been on the list. DJ Hers is now on the list, as he definitely should be. Um, but yeah, the Fangraphs list is out. Go take a look at it. Go take a look. I love Fangraphs list. Fangraphs tells you this is... This is our ranking process. This is how we assess it, basically. If a guy's in this category, if he's in this bucket, he's worth this much to his team. If he's in this other bucket, he's worth this much. You know, if you want to get into it, you can, well, what's the markup from a player being a 40 future value hitter to a 40 plus future value hitter? You can look it up. You can figure it out. They've done the homework. They have people, Kylie McDaniel, Eric Longenhagen, a bunch of other guys. Um, they're smart. They know what they're doing. They, they've done the homework. And there are things they know I will never know. Contrarily, there are some things that since some of us who follow the Cubs only and specifically, follow the Cubs only and specifically, we know that they might not know incidental kind of stuff but there you go following the dominican summer league cubs i fell in love with pedro ramirez stat line don't know what kind of a kid he is don't know if he's a good dude or not don't really know that much about his defense or anything 
But uh, his numbers were better than Christian Hernandez, who's sixth on the Fangraphs list. I'll, I'll run by. I'll run down the list at least the top um, top few. I will run down the top few so that you can get a kind of a feel for what they go with. Number one, Brendan Davis, no surprise. Uh, future value, 55. Number two, Kevin Alcantara, future value, 50. Number three, Owen Casey, future value, 50. Number four, James Triantos, future value, 50. Five, Reggie Preciado, future value, 50. So what that basically means is if you're one of these people who's pouring over your Cubs list and you're trying to decide... Dang, how do I decide the difference between a Kevin Alcantara, a James Triantos, and an Owen Casey, and a Reggie Preciado? You're not the only one. Fangraphs couldn't split them either. They're 50s. They're all 50s. All four of them are 50s. Um, sixth, Christian Hernandez, 45-plus. First pitcher on the list is Caleb Killian. He's a 45 at Howard. Despite his 2021 season, is a 45. Jordan Wicks is a 45. Alexander Vizcaino is a 45. Yowza. Wow. Uh, did not see that coming. DJ Hers is a 45. Miguel Amaya, who's likely out for the season, is a 45. Pete Crow Armstrong is a 45. Alexander Canario is a 45. Etc., 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 on down the line. The Cubs have a very nice very deep, and getting much more balanced system. A couple of things that I saw on the list that were a bit intriguing to me, not that I'm criticizing, just seem rather intriguing to me. Now, back a while ago, I had a um, an article on Zach Lee, who was a 2021 Cubs edition through the draft process. Zach Lee is a um, middle-inning relief pitcher type. He's a 40-plus. He's one spot below Braylon Marquez, who was ranked, what, third last year? Didn't pitch in uh, 2021. Has stumbled a bit. Not terribly surprisingly. But Zach Lee is ranked higher then, hold your socks on this one, Daniel Palencia and Manuel Espinosa. Uh, Anderson Espinosa, I mean. Well, Manuel Espinosa too, but Anderson Espinosa and Daniel Palencia are both ranked below Zach Lee. That, again, is somewhat surprising. I'm not going to say they're wrong. I'm not that smart. It is interesting, though. Max Bain is at 30. Cubs 40 pluses, which, you know, 45s go down to 16. Drew Gray is the first 40 plus. He's 17. The last 40 plus is Palencia. He's a um, he's number 25, a 40 plus. Corey Abbott, 26, is a 40 the 40s continue down to Luke Little at spot number 40. 35 start with Luis Verdugo. 
and go to the bottom of the list with Yuri Ramos, who is obviously a 35-plus. Um, it's a really nice list. One of the things I kind of stumbled into, all five of the Cubs draft picks from 2020 are ranked on the Fangraphs list. I had been a bit critical of the selection process by the Cubs in 2020. Well, maybe I might have to eat crow at some point on that. Um, All five. All five are listed. Um, Ed Howard, eight. Burl Carraway, what was he, about 18, 28, something like that. Um, Luke Little is at 40. Cohen Moreno is at 44, and Jordan Wogu is at 45. Wogu being at 45 seems awfully low to me, but hey, who knows? Um, Just had an article go on, uh, just submitted one on Richard Gallardo. He's a 35-plus. There is so much depth in the Cubs system. They go to 49. Now, there are going to be systems that are better than the Cubs. There are. That said, the Cubs have the sixth pick, uh, the seventh pick in the first round, and if they don't add a qualifying free agent in the offseason, they will have the sixth pick in the second round. And at some point here, who knows, maybe rather soon, I'm going to have an, a podcast on the draft. I've been a bit negligent on the draft. That said, I also know there's a lot of people who don't really give a darn about the baseball draft, especially during December and January. There you go. Um, But yeah, the Cubs are going to have more quality coming in. The draft is not so much about... The draft is not so much about where you are located necessarily. It's if you have your ducks in a row. If you know who the players are to get, you'll be fine. If you don't know who the players are to get, you'll be screwed. If you get the right players but you have crappy development people, you're screwed. That's how it works. The Cubs are in a good spot developmentally. They're getting better developmentally, which reminds me, yeah, I do have another podcast to do. Um, and looking at the fan graph, look at the fan graphs. Look at the fan graphs. Just do. Uh, go to fan graphs. If you go on, let's see, today's Monday. If you go Monday or Tuesday, the Cubs uh, prospect list should probably be up toward the top of the pages. If not, you'll have to go to the board and click on it there, but it's easy to find. Do the research. Find the guy who you're kind of interested in. Luke Little, Kane Eckert. Just look up a guy, Ismael Mena. Some guy that you're not familiar with, look up, look him up, see what his game is. Read up on it. If you're like me, you probably won't remember everything the first time around. You can either jot stuff down or realize, I'm not going to remember this the first time around. There's one of my side projects, and one of my side projects has nothing to do with baseball. As I listen to things, and 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 I listen to things, eventually the terms become more memorable. Eventually, I'm taking to football, soccer. I'm taking to football. And 
as I listen to the names more, as I hear the name more. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. That guy was somebody that they were talking about really positively in a, um, in a game about three weeks ago. The more names become familiar, the more easily things stick. That's how it usually works with us. That's how our memories work. Check. Uh, Riley Martin's not listed. It's interesting. Um, check out the list. Check out the list. There's going to be a whole bunch of names that you're not familiar with. There's going to be a handful of names that you are familiar with. Or maybe you're into the pipeline. And it'll be the other way around. You're all familiar with almost every name or every single name. Or you see a name, it's like, oh, he's still in the system. I'd forgotten about him. Something along those lines. There are a whole lot of players who are development developmentally very futuristic. They're not ready yet. And that's absolutely fine. The Cubs are getting to the point where they want to be, which reminds me again, I have another podcast to do. Check out Fangraphs. I have a Patreon article on it, should you be interested in that. Um, but do the research. The Cubs pipeline is probably what you're going to be following in April. Unless the you know the lockout close finishes up, you're going to be following the Cubs minor league pipeline in April if you're following anything, or you could be following college, which for me starts in about oh what six weeks, five six weeks something like that yeah something like that, um, but the pipeline get familiar with the names know the names you're not going to have tests. It's not going to be a case of somebody barking at you, at least any more than I do. You know, when is Kane Eckert going to? Who knows? He'll he'll be in the major leagues when he's in the major leagues if he's in the major leagues. Same thing with Kevin Made. Same thing with Christian Hernandez. Same thing with Alexis Hernandez, who's Christian Hernandez's brother, who the Cubs are going to sign in about a month. My recommendation, don't listen to Rob Manfred. Don't listen to Tony Clark. Don't listen to the people writing articles telling you this is what you are supposed to think about the lockout. Have your own opinion. Go with it. Write it. And if there's actually any real news, you'll see it. You'll see it on Twitter. You'll hear it on MLB Network. Yeah, yeah, who's also water carrying. Do what works for you. Do what works for you. What works for me is I kind of wish the Cubs prospect list came out a bit later because now what we're going to have to do is one by one by one, okay, this team comes in above the Cubs. This team comes below the Cubs. This team comes way below the Cubs. This team come way above the Cubs, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to have to one by one by one go through and piece things together. And the Cubs are in there right away. And we're going to have to see how they rank against other teams that way. But the real important thing is get to know the names. 
Unfamiliar names in baseball should not be scary. Unfamiliar names in baseball should be, huh, here's a new player I get to get familiar with. That's how I've taken it. That's how I enjoy it. For quite a few people, it seems to be, oh no, don't call up this guy from the minor leagues because I've never heard of him. He could be terrible. Or he could be Frank Schwindel. You don't know until you find out. You might as well get to know the players. And if it gets to that, if it absolutely gets to that, pick an affiliate. Myrtle Beach, South Bend, Tennessee, Iowa. If it gets to the point where the minor league teams are playing before the major league teams are playing, who's your squad? Who's your squad? I'm not going to have one squad. I'm going to bounce back and forth. I, I, I'm, I'm completely going to bounce back and forth because I'm going to want to know what's going on in all four venues all at the same time as best as possible. Um, but yeah, the Fangraphs list is out. Check it out. Check it out. Read it. See if there are names you think are too high, think are too low. And do some thinking. Do some thinking. Start getting used to the premise of, hey, minor leaguers, yeah, let's do this. It's really kind of fun. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up relatively soon. As circumstances warrant, I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.